Welcome to the Unicorn Agents Podcast. My name is Sarah and our mission at Unicorn Agents is to help cultivate consistent and profitable confidence in new real estate agents. We believe in kindness and professionalism above all and we help through education, inspiration, and motivation. Our goal is to help you stand out and shine brightly in your marketplace, all while helping you create a business you love and a life that you've craved. Thank you so much for listening. Effective communication will make your clients feel informed, empowered, relaxed, respected, and in love with you as a real estate agent. Effective client communication will also alleviate many issues and it will positively affect your business because happy clients turn into brand advocates who turn into referrals and then more business. Cha-ching! In this episode, I'm talking about a couple different types of client communication. We've got proactive communication and reactive communication. You'll encounter situations where you will need to provide both. And because of that, I'm going to give you four pro tips on how to effectively communicate with your clients in either type of situation. We'll start with effective communication strategies that empower your clients and minimize the questions coming your way through a transaction. That's the proactive part. Then for the reactive side, I'll offer my stance on when to keep clients in the know of crazy things happening during transactions, and then when it might be better to be a secret fire putter outer. Because sometimes effective communication means no communication at all. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you're able to use this information to grow your confidence and your business. Let's do this. Proactive communication is communication with your clients that has the purpose of getting ahead of situations. And through this type of communication, you have a better chance of having more control over situations that pop up rather than just panic responding to every different thing that comes your way. You have several opportunities to proactively communicate with clients to help build trust and authority. And we're going to run through a few of those. All right. So your first opportunity is at the initial consultation with your buyer or your seller. At these consultations, you can establish your authority right away by preparing clients for the current market situation and talking about what their process is going to look like. For this to be as effective as possible, make sure you are familiar with the entire workflow of buying and selling transactions so that you can explain to them their responsibilities and your responsibilities at each step towards the closing table. I especially recommend letting clients know when they will have a financial obligation in the buying process. Many first-time homebuyers may not know that you have to put money down for your earnest deposit or that you have to like front the money for inspections and the appraisal. And this is a way to kind of pre-qualify your buyers, right? So if you tell them about this at the start, they'll know. And if they can afford it, they'll move on because you definitely don't want to start shopping around for homes just to discover that your people don't have any cash on hand for any of these mandatory steps of the transaction. So pro tip number one, we're here already. And we've talked about this one before, but it's something that you really want to implement. And that's letting your clients know when they'll need to pay money. And we can help you here. We have a really pretty and informational buyer timeline that you can customize for your clients. It shows the roadmap of the transaction and it highlights any step where the client will have to have funds to pay for something. And you can grab that free Canva template link at unicornagents.com slash buyer freebies, or check out the link in the show notes. 
You want buyers to be prepared for what they're about to get into so that they're comfortable and confident throughout this sometimes just a once in a lifetime purchase. This is going to help lower the risk of cold feet buyers later on and they'll have a better experience with you, which will result in referrals and more business for you. For buyers and sellers markets, it's especially important to let them know about any extra buyer concessions that they may need to include in their offer to make a deal happen. Okay, so when buyers have to compete with other buyers, they may have to pay over list price, they may have to give up inspection contingencies or pay seller closing costs. I don't know, it can get crazy out there. So this can make buyers feel that they're giving up a lot, but when presented correctly, it can actually make them feel empowered and in control. Letting buyers know these possibilities and then strategies up front will help them make these crucial decisions much more easily. Instead of creating a stressful situation by telling them the strategies during those really quick moments of drafting up an offer, give them all the information up front before they're looking at the home. And with that, here's pro tip number two. I know of some really awesome high producing agents who have created an actual formatted menu of strategies that buyers can pick from when they're putting together an offer. How cool is that? The buyers are able to see these strategies up front, so they're going to have time when their brains aren't all on high alert about to make an offer, so they'll have time to process through what they would be comfortable with offering, and you really have a cool opportunity to brand this menu, make it look awesome. It's a really cool way to level up your customer experience, and you'll really help your buyers be more comfortable moving forward with offers. You really want buyers to feel good during their purchase because then they'll feel good about you. So implement that menu of strategies if you are seeing the need for it in your current market. All right, so the next thing we're recommending, and we've talked about this before too, but again, very valuable to add to your business, and that is email templates. I recommend creating email templates so that you can pop off to clients at each stage of the transaction, quick little bursts of information that's going to help them move on successfully. You can create confirmation emails for consultations, showing appointments, closing appointments. You can create informational emails on what to expect during the inspections or let them know how they're going to hear back about an appraisal or what an appraisal is. Really set up any and all things that clients need to be aware of during the transaction. And if you use Gmail, these templates can go in the templates part of Gmail. So whenever you have a buyer or seller at a new stage in their transaction, you can just quickly click on a template and update it to be specific for your clients. And we actually have a video tutorial of setting this up in Gmail, and you can grab the link to that in the show notes. So if you need to check that out, please check it out. It's in the show notes. The who, what, where, when, and whys that you're going to lay out in these emails will help reinforce expectations you set at the beginning. Remember back at those consultations. Now it's just more timely, which makes it even more relevant and even more valuable. Using templates and getting ahead of the client's inevitable questions will help minimize the amount of time you need to take answering the same questions over and over and over and over and over again. Because trust me, buyers and sellers ask a lot of the same questions. Clients are going to feel really awesome when they're sitting there just talking to each other. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, have you noticed we haven't had any questions for our unicorn agent? She just always informs us so perfectly. (laughs) And with email templates and that great client conversation in mind, here is pro tip number three. And this is an awesome one. 
differentiate the way you deliver the information by tapping into different learning styles. Okay, again, so we're talking about email templates and differentiating how you deliver that information by tapping into different learning styles. Okay, (laughs) repeated that twice, but some people are visual learners where they're going to learn best from reading. And then some people are auditory learners where they prefer listening to things. Okay, so these are the people who are listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks. For those clients who say that they're visual learners, traditional emails are going to work best. These visual clients can take in the information as they're reading through your written words. For your auditory learner clients, record a video to include in each email. You can use the email templates as scripts and record yourself in a fun, informative, on-brand video that will lay out everything for your clients. And shout out to my girl, Kathy, who I know does this. Not only will these videos please your auditory learners, but it's more FaceTime that you're going to get with clients. And the more they see your face, the more connected they're going to feel to you. You can always decide which format you're most comfortable with, written emails or recorded video emails. But to really, again, level up your client experience, you can actually find out which type of learner your client is by asking them how they would prefer communication from you during the transaction. Do they want written emails detailing what's next or would they prefer to watch a video? This is something that you can add to your client intake forms that you have them fill out at the initial meeting. And by asking them what they would prefer, that really customizes their experience, which is truly awesome customer experience. And when clients are asked what they prefer, they're going to feel pampered, which is going to make them feel good. And again, keeping them feeling good throughout the transaction will have positive effects for you and your money piles. Do you want your clients to talk positively behind your back? And do you want to increase your money piles? Make that a reality by grabbing our 25 done for you email templates that will allow you to set expectations for buyers and sellers in just a couple of clicks or use the templates as 25 done for you video scripts. From the initial consultation confirmation to the review ask at the end of a successful transaction, our templates offer information and comfort for your clients. If that sounds like something you'd like to use to amplify your client experience, check out the templates, plus a 65 page textbook dedicated to educating new agents on the complete detailed steps of a successful buyer and seller transaction plus other baller business bonuses, all at unicornagents.com slash course. Now back to the episode. That was a commercial. I hope you heard something there in the proactive communication segment that you can implement into your business. I know from personal experience that these strategies bring good feelings for clients. And if you ever have any questions or comments, let me know. I always love hearing it. And you can send me an email to me, me, Sarah, at hello at unicornagents.com. All right, let's move on to reactive communication. And for this last part, I'm talking about basically anything that comes up during a transaction that you couldn't really proactively prepare your clients for. Except honestly, you know what? You can always sort of prepare them by saying something like, we can do everything right throughout a transaction, but there can always be something cray cray that comes up. Expect the unexpected when you're dealing with real estate, but don't worry, I got you no matter what. That'll make them feel good. (laughs) There may be times when you will hear, or maybe you've already heard, that you don't need to tell your clients everything that's going on in a transaction. And this is because it's your job to put out those random fires that come up. 
And that's true. As a real estate agent, your clients have hired you to deal with the nitty gritty stuff on the back end of a transaction because most likely they don't want to do that stuff. If they did enjoy all of that, you probably wouldn't be their agent because they'd be doing it all themselves, selling by owner, not working with agents. But when clients hire you, they just want to make sure that they successfully sell their home or successfully buy a home and you're getting that money. So you need to deal with the stress. All right. Okay. And I agree with that. But when I was newer, this was kind of tough for me because I thought, well, I'm way too honest because I'm way too honest. (laughs) I'm going to have a hard time not sharing every little detail of what's going on with my clients because I thought clients should know everything. And there were some early transactions when I know that I caused some undue stress because of my lack of confidence and because of my rambling nature. But as I worked through transactions and gained more confidence, I was able to differentiate situations and I could figure out what needed to be shared and what didn't need to be shared. So with that in mind, here are a couple of personal examples so you can see how I reacted. Oh, see that? And that's reactive communication. (laughs) You can see how I reacted to a couple weird things that popped up. Okay, so here's when I needed to make clients aware of some trouble brewing in the background. All right, I had a couple and they were first time home buyers. And after looking and looking and looking and looking for the most perfect house, or should I say the most perfect vibe, um, we finally found it. They found the most perfect house and everyone was super excited, including me. In negotiations, they received $3,000 in seller concessions towards closing costs. And they were super excited to be able to take some extra money that they had in savings to purchase new furniture with cash. Everything is great. Everything is in escrow. The appraisal is out. We're nearing the scheduled closing date. And my buyers tell me that they are going furniture shopping next weekend. And they, again, really couldn't be more excited. Okay, so I know they are going to spend $3,000 on furniture on Saturday. On late Friday afternoon, I get a call from the lender that the appraisal came back exactly $3,000 short. Can you believe that? Uh, madness. So the lender hadn't sent it to the buyers yet. Um, he was calling me. He wanted to give me a heads up to start thinking about how I would want to negotiate. And the lender advised me not to say anything to the clients and just wait until Monday morning when the appraisal would be sent out to them then. All right. Uh, I obviously hated knowing this information and being told not to tell my buyers because I knew they were going to be shopping in one day. Just that next day they were going to go shopping and I didn't want them to waste all that time and energy falling in love with and possibly purchasing furniture, knowing that they were most likely going to have to have that extra 3K to buy the house now. So against the advice of the seasoned lender, I uh, called my clients and told them what was going on. I told them how it was short and I was going to do everything I could to, you know, fight it, uh, negotiate it so that they would keep it, but that I thought they should hold off spending the money until we knew exactly what was going to happen. And they were, of course, disappointed, but they were incredibly grateful for the information. And as I'm talking about this, I'm tearing up just remembering walking around my backyard that's where I always walked. I would always go outside and walk around when dealing with any hard real estate conversations. And they just thanked me over and over again uh, for not keeping that information from them and not letting them spend the whole day at the store the next day. So I, I knew I had made the right decision. It was obvious. And then thinking about it, you know, moving forward to negotiate was going to be much easier because I hadn't held anything back from my clients. I didn't have to go back to them after they bought that furniture and be like, oh, shoot, you know what? The appraisal came back short. Whoa, what a surprise, right? Oh, did you buy furniture? You know, it, it was just, it would have been ugh, madness. So 
Uh, glad it worked out that way. But really quick, just to tell you how that story ended, when the lender emailed me the report, I went through every single line on every single page. And again, I was ready to fight the appraisal because I submitted that offer and I completely believed that the home would appraise with zero issues at the price that was offered. Okay, so on like page 10 or something, I found the problem. The appraiser had appraised the house at our purchase price and it was in the report as that amount, but like on the top pages and where the final number was written, she had written a different number. So I called her and I showed her my evidence and I said, you know, look at this. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. Yes, that house is definitely 173, not 170. So the fire was totally extinguished. And if I had waited to tell my clients until the lender sent me that final report on Monday, I would have looked at the report and then I would have found the error and I would have never needed to tell them that there was an issue, but I didn't have that information before they were going to go shopping. So it was important that I tell them so that they could make that decision for themselves. And yay, I trusted my gut. Um, my gut, I always know that's God speaking to me and it was, it was the right decision. Totally right decision. All right, thanks for listening to that story of when I needed to tell clients what was up. And now here's a story of when I did not need to make clients aware of trouble brewing in the background. So the stories with buyers again, I had buyers who were purchasing from a seller who had the contingency that they needed to be able to find suitable housing in order to proceed with the sale. Well, it worked out that about 12 hours after we signed our purchase contract, the seller sent an addendum to remove that home contingency because they found a house and already had an executed purchase agreement. And for any super new agents who are not familiar with that terminology, when there is a contingency in a contract, that means the sale cannot continue until whatever is in that contingency is satisfied. So a contingency can um, be inspections and it could be something like what happened here where the sellers say we had to find a house before we'll move on and so it's basically again anything that needs to happen or be remedied before it can close so again the sellers wanted to secure a home before the home officially sold and so they put that in the contract to remove that contingency, they sent an addendum to have a sign where they say, hey, sellers have found a home, all is good, all is well, there is nothing else holding us back from selling this home to you. So that is good, that is signed, and we are moving forward. Well, about 10 days later, the seller's agent calls me just freaking out that the deal on the house that the sellers are going to buy is about to fall apart. They want to know if we can push back closing so that they have time to find a new house, to go under contract, to start doing inspections on it. And I was like, wait a second. Um, my buyers at the time, they were in no position to push back closing. And I knew this. And I, of course, felt really bad for these sellers. But I wasn't going to bring this issue to my clients when I knew I didn't need to. The seller's deal hadn't totally fallen apart and our contract has nothing talking about the need to close, only the seller successfully move into their house. And at this point, we had already removed any housing contingencies. So again, as a human being, I had total compassion for the sellers who were in a sticky situation, but as a real estate agent with a fiduciary responsibility to my buyers, I knew that the seller's hiccup didn't affect our closing. 
And long story short, it was a really short-lived fire as the sellers were able to move into their home they were originally going to anyways. And my buyers didn't have the stress or worry about having to think about even like having to think about even having to think about accommodating the sellers. I knew what the seller's obligations were and I knew what my buyer's obligations were. And it all worked out with no added stress. So there was an example of when I needed to tell my client something and then when I didn't need to tell my client something. Again, just totally reactive communication because I had no idea these things were gonna pop up. But again, it's real estate, so this stuff happens. And I really hope that my personal stories here help show a couple examples of when to be a secret fire putter outer and when to advocate for your clients by making it a little messier for them for a bit, right? So with those uh, buyers who were, the appraisal was short $3,000, It made it kind of messy for a weekend where they were kind of up in the air of what was going to happen, but ultimately it worked out for them. So pro tip number four, here we go. Last one. When it comes to reactive communication, decide what needs to be shared and what doesn't need to be shared. Okay. And you can do this. um, If you need help deciding, talk to your broker, hash it out with like-minded colleagues, pray about it, do whatever you need to do to figure it out. But honestly, if you have good intentions and if you understand the ramifications of any given situation, so you understand or you know how to ask for help with contracts and the transaction workflow, just do what your gut says to do and it's going to work out. Uh, Again, yes, I hope this all helped you. We had four pro tips in there for effective client communication. Just a really, really quick review. So pro tip number one. Let your clients know when they'll need to pay money. Communicate this to them. Tell them. Write it on a document. Let them know. Let them see it. Let them understand so they're comfortable moving forward and they're prepared for those financial obligations. Pro tip number two, if you are in a seller's market where buyers are going to have to make extra concessions to be able to win the deal... Make sure you're telling clients about this before you're looking at homes. Let them know of winning strategies and put it in a formatted menu that they can read. Make it look really cool. Make it look fun to read. Let them enjoy the process. Empower them to make the decisions that are going to work best for them. So give them time to do that. Don't present this information to them as they're trying to make an offer last minute and they're going up against like three or four other people. And again, that's going to be very dependent on your market. So if it's a super seller's market, if you have multiple offers, you're going to want to use that. Pro tip number three was to differentiate the way that you deliver information in your email templates. So as you're going through the buyer or seller transaction, you want to keep up with your clients by sending them communication through email at each step. So figure out if your clients are visual learners or auditory learners, and then you can either send them traditional emails and text, or you can take that cool opportunity to make a really fun video to send them at each step. And pro tip number four, listen to your gut, have good intentions, make sure you know what is going on with the workflows, buyer-seller obligations, So that when crazy things come up, you know whether you need to tell clients about it or not. But again, trust your gut, ask for help, figure out what is going to be best for your clients there. Because remember, sometimes effective communication can mean no communication at all. 
Thank you so much for sticking around to the very end of this episode. And again, I hope you found this to be helpful and that you were able to learn something that you can immediately apply to your communication practices with your clients. From the very bottom of my heart and from my sister Chrissy's heart, who is the editor of this podcast, thank you for letting us have your time in your ears. We are so incredibly grateful for the feedback the Unicorn Agents has been receiving. It warms our hearts to know that you're finding the content to be valuable for your businesses. We are complete advocates for small business and you are so cool for starting your own. Let us know how we can help. We're at hello at unicornagents.com and please, please check out the website unicornagents.com for free resources and education. We'll be back with another episode soon. Have a magical week. 